Taylor. Josh. Oh my gosh. What a great song for the spring or yes. the fall, I mean. <laughs> it's the beginning of things. The Baylor's back. Yeah. MCC's back. TSTC schools are in session. Yeah. Uh, global pandemic still kind of raging on, but we're raging on too. It's, yeah, okay. Thank you, hospital workers. Those are absolutely, wow, that's so many things to say. Um, yeah. I like fall. I like fall in other parts of the country. I feel like this isn't your type of, it's like dreary and cool outside. Well, today, I. you know what I don't like though? I, I hate the the drips that fall from the trees. Scuzzy oh, stuff like, that ruin like gets on your car. The like sap stuff. So, well, I thought it was sap. Cream told me that it's like animal waste or insect waste. Oh, I guess maybe because of all the. Um, I've never. Locusts this I, year. Well, but it's every year it happens to my cars. Oh, I. And it, but it is it, the reason I think I believe it is because it doesn't matter which tree it's under. I get the same thing. Yeah, that's true. So, I and the leaves are crunchy, and it was really hot at the beginning of September and the end of August. Yeah. And so I was like, ugh, no, not my kind of fall. I feel like the beginning of September, but September, well, yeah, I guess. It, the September is technically summer, most of it. That's true. It's like the 21st or something. Yeah, like we're not even at fall yet, technically. The high today is 84. Yeah, that's very good. The high tomorrow is 90. Taylor, what did you do this summer? Did you have such a great summer? I actually, I feel like I did have a really great summer. We talked on the other side of my vacation. That was our summer special because we were getting ready for the Olympics. Yes. Oh my gosh. The Olympics. The Olympics didn't seem to have the pizzazz to me this last time as they have another. I didn't watch most of it for the first week because I didn't know I could get stuff on Peacock. Speaking of Peacock, I have one praise to offer. What, just one in the world? Well, I'm just saying of the many stories. Okay. I thought Kenny Maine and Carrie Champion, uh-huh. who hosted the evening stuff on Peacock, uh-huh. did a fantastic job. Oh. I loved them both. Great. I don't like to watch when people talk. I oh. just like to watch the sports. So if it was like, but we just watched it on NBC. Or did Bob Costas do NBC? Um, no, I didn't see any Bob Costas. Oh, I like him. Isn't he might be crazy? done now. Although I just saw he signed a baseball contract with Fox. Oh, I don't pay good attention to things like that, like I said, so I don't know. But I, I, I think you're right in that there was less pizzazz, but um, I just really like watching the sports. Like, I feel like this year I watched a lot of like triathlon stuff and like this weird bike event where they like grab hands and toss each other forward on their bikes yeah I, so. some of the events in the olympics and i love that everybody gets an opportunity and that we're celebrating all kinds of different talents right but okay. it feels a little bit like oh my kids had an afternoon and they made up this event so let's put that in the olympics <laughs> yes that bike thing was like yeah. that like i was like what is going on here well and like again i for me the more the merrier but like right the rock climbing events some of them i'm just like okay okay but like i'd never seen the rock climbing events and then i watched them like um i watched the women's like where they have three different things that they try yeah like it's like as fast as you can and yeah. then it's like the difficult technical climbing. really difficult and then as high as you can get yeah and i thought it was so fascinating to watch yeah Rock climbing, I really don't um, understand it. Well, I don't think I'd be good at it. 
Yeah, that's what I meant, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun to see that. And then, like, the, some of the skating stuff. Yeah. Um, saw a funny tweet about that. Or, like, the... I'll tell you what always gets me. Obviously, the gymnastics. But also, like, the diving, I do not understand. they like... Have you ever... I mean, I'm sure you have watched, but... Like, when they dive from the 10-meter platform, mm-hmm. it's just, like, cement. And they just, like, jump off it and do a million flips. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that your bodies can do that it stuff. It seems scary. Yeah. Uh, but most of the events I watch in the Olympics, I'm like, excuse me, I don't know how their bodies can do that. Yeah. Some of them, I'm like, archery. I'm, I couldn't be that good, but I can conceive of a world in which I could get... I understand maybe, how people like, do archery. And right? how is it that when the Chinese dive... They go in the water, and the, the 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 minute splash somehow follows them into the water and disappears. Yeah, it it's disappears. crazy. Yes, I know. It's like some negative vortex physics things happening. I know. The Chinese divers are so, so, so talented. That's what I felt the whole time. Also, Kathleen told me... Oh, sorry. Also, Kathleen told me at one point that um, <laughs> um, everybody else, like in the world... Um, like on our TVs, it kept being like, we're in first place because we have the most golds, silvers, and bronzes. Okay. And Kathleen told me that that's not how anybody else keeps track of like who's in first place. Like they only care about who has the most gold medals. And so for a long time, we were like sixth or seventh, but like at, and on our TVs. Really? It it's was, just gold medals. That's what they, that's, that's what the Kathleen winner. said. Yeah. Okay. But um, eventually, that kind of stinks for all the silver and bronze winners, though. That's what I said. It seems a little not American. Yeah, I feel like that's the. Uh... <laughs> we're like we're gonna count all the medals instead yeah. of just the number one ones. But um, we ended up still getting the most gold medals too. Yeah, I did it was see that. the last like the last two events. Like we won women's basketball and women's volleyball, and that's what like pushed Woo. us over the edge. Thank so God that's exciting. Women. Team sports, thank God for women. That's exactly true. Um, Taylor. Yeah. Tell me. The biggest story of the Olympics was what did not happen. Okay. Simone Biles. Simone Biles. We need to talk about this. Okay, let's talk about it. I'm going to get in trouble. You are? Josh, no. Yeah. Why? Uh, At least I've had a lot of time to think about it. That's good. Yeah. I think this. uh, It is absolutely great. That she made the decision for herself that was best for herself. Okay. And it, I could see how that was very meaningful to a lot of people. Sure. I feel like it detracted a little bit from the overall gymnastics program and all the people who did participate. It was like the top story was that she didn't participate. Not that these people who had trained their whole lives okay. for these moments kind of had the limelight stolen. But that's not her fault. That's no. like the media's fault. Yeah. But I feel like there was more celebration... Of her not participating than there was of people winning gold medals who busted their asses for years and like tried the hardest. gymnastics people. Yeah, I don't feel that. Like the girl who won gold in the all around. I feel. What's like... her name? Oh, man. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I yeah. But I do feel like people celebrated her. But also like Simone Biles. I part of the reason I don't know that girl's name is like I did not I knew I've known Simone Biles name for years now. Do you know? Yeah, but I could tell you the best uh, female gymnast from every last Olympics all the way to '96. You could. Yeah. We'll do it then. Okay. 
Uh, it's not going to go in order because I'm going to bounce around. Um, right. 96 was Kim Miller. Uh, Shannon Miller. Shannon Miller. Okay. Um, also, that's when Dominique Marciano emerged. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. 08 was Nastia Lukin. Okay. Uh, 12 was Gabby Douglas. Okay. 16 was Simone Biles. Uh-huh. So I'm missing four was... Um, what era was that? Also, that's crazy. The, those are all American gymnasts. 2000, 2004. Yeah, we've had the all-around champion for a long time. For a long time now. Yeah. Okay, so I, I lied. I didn't have 04. And, oh, well. No, but that was impressive. 92, Kim, Kim Dinesco. Is that her name? I don't know. Kim Dinesco. You've really lost me at this point. So um, I know there was that gal. Was the all-around the one from Minnesota? The hung mung girl? A mung girl? The age is silent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the age is silent? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's her. It was her. I just know because Minnesota. Which is cool. And then another gal won the something. And Simone got what? A bronze in the vault? A bronze in the, in the vault? Uh-huh. Or... Yeah. Oh, this is my other thing I want to say about Simone Biles. And I think we talked about this. Okay. I also feel like this was another case where semantics were very important. Okay. I, if you ask me, Simone Biles did not, not compete because of mental health. Right. Simone Biles did not compete because of a physiological concern. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. That stems from the brain, but was ultimately about her body and health. But I do think, um, I do think that, that it seems to be sort of like, um, I, I think you're completely right. I think that's the right take on it. And I don't think it got explained very well, especially at first. That people were just kind of like, it's her mental health. But later when they described what that phenomenon is, uh-huh. it's like you can't spot the ground, which is incredibly dangerous. Yeah, no, it was, it, I think it makes so much sense that she didn't participate. Right. It was literally her, her life was on the line. Yeah. Um, but I, it, once I read an article that explained that to me, it changed how I felt about the whole thing. Yeah. And I don't know why you wouldn't lead with that. I mean, she did say initially my mental health, which I don't blame her for not taking a, you know, going into a five minute explanation of, you know, fine motors or whatever you call the thing in the brain that senses balance or whatever and all that. But again, it's like, it seems like it's a phenomenon that happens in gymnasts, like, not all the time, but with enough frequency that, like, it seems like everyone in the gymnastics world was saying, like, yeah, we know what this is. Yeah. You know? Right. So. Um, the other thing, though, is I, I think I feel about mental health as a phrase in our culture right now that I, as I do of trauma, which we talked about last time, which is that okay. we need to be more precise in our usage of it for everybody's benefit. Uh, okay, yeah. And so... I feel like there's probably a lot of people, and this is where I will get controversial, who took what she did and celebrated it um, in a Girardian sense. And I am from Rene Girard who talks about atonement. And, but in that same kind of projecting, we need to throw our emotions onto a public figure. To have, and I'm like, it's, like it, it's not a match. It's, not a, it's apples and oranges. Well, I mean, I think to be fair, though, she said... Mental health. Mental health. She did say mental health. And so, like... Even if it was mental health in um, partnership with that phenomenon, which I do think makes a lot of sense, um, the thing she said was like, my mental health is very poor right now. Yeah, but I think in this, I get this is the controversy point. 
So there is a larger debate about who's the greatest in sports, right? Okay. Um, sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm not, I'm not done with the point. <laughs> okay. okay. And part of what we think about and the greats are people who we say are mentally tough, who push through. Michael Jordan playing with the flu in game six in 1997. Yeah. So like, I feel like the immediate response was, oh my gosh, this is a new breakthrough in sports. You don't have to be tough to be great. But I'm like, okay, but the things we think of when these people are mentally tough are different than what she was dealing with. Right. So it's not, it's not a breakthrough. It's a different thing. Like, Michael Jordan playing with the flute wasn't going to die if things didn't go right. Right. Yeah, so that's we should. True. But she could have, like, fallen and, yeah, broken her. And, and here's earlier. If Michael Jordan decided not to play, he's still great. Right. That's not the... I'm just saying, let's... I don't know. It's, it feels a little bit like, let's celebrate mediocre to me. Mm, okay. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> uh... And again, I'm not Let's saying that about Simone. I'm just saying it's like... Celebrate th- mediocrity. Instead of like championing people who do hard things, let's pull everything down and like make the new benchmark of greatness this. Who did a mediocre thing? Where was there a mediocre thing in this situation? I think the desire to make Simone Biles' choice, like the centerpiece, is in the spirit of that. Why? Because- I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that at all. Okay. I did. I asked you why, though. I didn't just like. Why do you? What about this situation is mediocre, or like where is there mediocrity that is being championed? Because that was the biggest story that came out of the Olympics. But, but where is the mediocrity? And like the millions of oh, this is the best thing ever tweets. I don't. I. I don't like. Um. But I don't, I'm like, I have the same question still. I don't feel like you're answering my question. Which is? Where, where is the mediocrity that's being championed? Yeah, I, and I think maybe we just can't agree on this. I think the fact that. Why? But why won't because you my answer, answer my question? My answer is because that, that was the biggest story of the Olympics. People are more excited about that than they were about the participants who executed their athletic ability and won gold, silver, and bronze. I, okay, sure. Right. I think we do disagree on that. Um, I think a lot of the gymnastics got overshadowed, probably, but exclusively in the United States, right? I don't think that story was probably making as big of headlines in other countries. But I don't know what about the situation is mediocre that's being championed. The situation wasn't mediocre. Again, I 100% support Simone Biles. I think the public response is symptomatic of a different thing. That that is collectively more interesting to us than the excellence with which the athletes who executed what they were doing did. Um, sure. I think that's probably true, but it's because... I mean, I think I would guess that it's because it, you know, this is a new thing. But Simone Biles, she's yeah, that's choosing a good point. her mental health. That is a good point. Over, like, you know, sort of like. Stories change as they're given permission to change because people who have clout help change them. Right. That, yeah. That's a good point. And so, like, the idea of someone choosing their mental health or even their own, like, 
physical safety over I mean like I because I think I saw a lot of stories from people who were like talking about um who are the people that moved like outside Houston but they're from like Romania oh the Bella Carolis or the Carolis yeah um them it, both in Romania and in the United States like I I saw a lot of stories from a lot of gymnasts that were like I didn't feel good. I mean, you know, I think especially that like uh, Nadia or who's Nastia the, not, no, who's the girl that like she was so clearly injured oh, and Carrie then she Strug. did it again. Yeah. And yeah, so, that was interesting because she posted about vials. Yeah. And it gave, I think it, it gave that, it gave me a new lens yeah. through which to view that story. I do remember reading a tweet. That's a good tweet. I would love to ask her. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're past that moment now. You've lived 20 years past that moment plus. Would you do it again? Would you do it again question? if you knew you'd have the same outcome? Or would you not do it? If you knew you'd have the same outcome, yeah. That that's like, that would really settle, settle the debate for me, definitively. Okay, that's If she said, no, I would not do it again, you got me. Okay, yeah. I, I'm wrong. I don't know. But it was a lot of gymnasts talking about how like they were told to push through a moment. Mm-hmm. And it either ended their careers or left them with you know, sort of permanent um, injury and yeah. or something like that. And so... Oh, it was that tweet from the father talking about his daughter. And she, he initially thinking, isn't this Carrie Strug moment great? And then uh-huh. the daughter is the one who objected. Who said, like, why'd they make her do that yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. So that's why I would love Carrie Strug to answer that question. Yeah. We need to get her on. We'll, we'll, we're going to get her on. <laughs> With, um, who do we always joke? Oh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be a great episode. You guys will love it. Um, here's maybe, I don't know if this actually makes my point or not. I would bet there are all kinds of athletes who don't participate in their events at the Olympics. Yeah. For reasons, probably a lot of mental health that we never hear about. Maybe. But Simone, I mean, you know, for better or worse, Simone Biles so, is the I most, mean, she was most famous. Absence, Usain Bolt and Michael Phelps, she was the biggest face in the Olympics this year. Right. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even close. No. No, yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's why the story also got so much. Yeah. Attention. I will say one thing I really appreciated about her is how she was so visibly supportive of, of her, her team. Yeah. I mean, like, that is just some very professional... And to be in that mental space at 24 after yeah. having the kind of success she's had is yeah. just remarkable. It really is. That's what I thought. Like, I could not show my face. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would have hid in a hotel room. And I'm sure she got some hate from idiots People. who were like, you didn't, you know. Yeah. Also, I'm sure. did you see what, <laughs> the, talk about karma, Devor, what's his name? Dvorak, the tennis player. I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. Who... Like threw his tennis yeah, and all didn't around. like didn't finish or something. It was like the yeah. irony was dripping. I didn't know the whole story, but there was yeah, like, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like he didn't. He, he acted like a child and didn't finish. Okay, we do have a lot of sports today. I need to press through. So okay, great. If listeners are upset. They can fast forward. Yeah. Uh, something that happened since we met this summer. Okay. Your two thousand twenty-one uh-huh. NBA national global world universe champions. Yeah. At the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. That happened since we talked? Mm-hmm. Well, they were like, I think they were in the, near the end of the Hawks series. Okay. And then the finals were going to start. Yeah. How do you feel, man? 
I needed it, especially after the Packers game this weekend. Okay. It's like, okay, Wisconsin, you got one. <laughs> you got one. It's, I feel, I think about that a lot. Um, and a lot of my teams have won championships, like the Cardinals in 11, 6 and 11. There were like these, well, you remember that game six, like, we were one strike away from losing I, yeah, twice. Yeah, I do right? remember that. Like, by a hair of our chin chin chin. I can't get over that conference semifinal with Durant's foot on the the line. Yeah. Where had he hit that three, they would have been there and won. Yeah. They would have beaten Atlanta. They would have won it at all. Yeah. I still, I, I mean, really for me, the story of that playoffs was Kevin Durant emerged as the greatest offensive player I've ever seen. Yeah. It was just unreal. I mean. Without Harden and Irving. Yeah. He's, He's Kevin sick. Durant is like. He feels to me very like, um, like J- Jordany. Like it's kind of like how can he? Yeah, I will say my do these things. My argument always about Jordan or LeBron was Jordan's ability to take over a game. Yeah, I hadn't seen that like that since Jordan since until Jordan. I saw Durant play the Bucks. Yes, it was crazy. That's like how he, I feel. he would get the ball and I would just be frustrated. I'm like it doesn't matter who guards him, he's gonna make a shot. Yeah. I was, yeah, it was painful. And that's also when you're talking about, you know, whatever that thing is, mental toughness or whatever you want to call it. I think he, he has, like Jordan had that in spades, right? And also he was a dick. He was rude. Yeah. But like he had that ability to kind of just, especially at the end of something. Yeah, turn it on. Turn it on. That last minute half of that jazz game six and 98. And I think Durant has been like, he doesn't quite have that the way Jordan had it, but but give him time. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Well, and he's not near the defender. I mean, he's not even a right. He's yeah. not a good defender. <laughs> he's okay. He's okay. But he, yeah, but his offensive ability is like crazy, crazy, crazy. Um. Well, there's that. Well, I'm glad you got that. Um. So it was so much fun. Um, yeah, I do want to say that, um, speaking of people impact with impeccable character, like Simone Biles, um, Monty Williams Uh showed up in the Bucks locker room about 10 minutes after they wanted to congratulate the players. Oh, I I just don't know that there's probably many better human beings in the world. Really? Well, he's the guy who gave the speech after his wife died in that accident a couple years ago. Have you ever watched that? No. Oh my gosh, go watch it. Okay. It's it's remarkable poise. It's unbelievable leadership. It's gracious humanity. Wow. And he gives a speech at his wife's funeral. And it's like, what kind of human has that kind of resolve and character? I don't know. It's so crazy. The things people are capable of, Yeah. it really just like makes me, blows my mind sometimes because you know every once in a while i'm about to give up on humanity or whatever and then monty williams and then yeah somebody turns it around so okay well we need to stick with the nba the big move of the summer the lakers the slutty lakers (laughs) purchased westbrook (gasps) wait what i don't think i've even heard that what i'm being serious yeah Westbrook? Yeah, so now it's LeBron James, Westbrook, and Davis versus Irving, Harden, and Durant. I mean... I don't even like it when the league gets like this. Well, that's what I I think I tweeted. Like, okay, Los Angeles and Brooklyn, just play each other 100 times next season, and and you can have that championship, and the rest of the NBA will compete for a real championship. (laughs) Right. Gosh. It's it's like... um, in the like in like 
what was it like oh seven oh eight oh nine it was like a lakers celtics championship like three years in a row yeah and by the third i but probably by the second time i just was like i don't care was anymore. it all three years was it those two I, I think there were three in a row, but I know the Spurs were also mixed in there a little bit. I so. think it was Celtics 1-9 or 08, Lakers beat Celtics 9 and I think, I wonder if they played again in 10. I know the Lakers won again, but. Yeah, and then that, it was that off season that after 10 that LeBron announced he was going to the Heat. Yeah. Um. Well... I'm going to have to think Westbrook. on this. I didn't even know. I just, it's, I hate it. Unless there's injuries again next year, the, the, you already know the championship's going to be. Right, yeah. Okay. Uh, the other big piece of sports news. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, I want to say something really quick. It was like, but I also think you could have said something like that this year about like uh, the Nets and the Lakers. And then we had a Suns-Bucks championship, so. Yeah, no, I think without Westbrook, and I, I mean, I, declined is the wrong word. LeBron James slowed down this year. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I think he will slow down again this next year. Okay. Um, you know, if Davis or Westbrook gets injured, right? maybe not. Right. Um, I do think the Nets are injury prone. Yeah. But if if those th- big three are at 75%, I'm not sure that they can lose a basketball game. Right. That's true. Even, like, they don't all have to be at 100. Yeah, no. And, like, the Lakers, these are older folks who are slowed down, but, like, their their roster, like, has yeah. six Hall of Famers on it right now. Right. Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony. Right. Um, like, it's not just their starting five. And, you know, it's not like Anthony and Dwight Howard are going to make big contributions, but that kind of veteran leadership. Well, and the, just, like, Rondo's the... back on that team. It's sort of like, I hate him so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, and also just, like, the vision, like... Do you know what I mean? Like somebody yeah. like that can go in and make like a um, sort of like rhythm changing play. Yeah. And just in one moment, like change the whole game. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I can't wait. Yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling so overwhelmed by this Westbrook news and I don't know how I didn't know it. Well, it's okay. It's a lot to get. It was summer. Uh, yeah. Okay. Other big piece of news. Okay. Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12. Okay. I hate them. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? It's mostly UT. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Oklahoma, I just feel like not well, as invested. If ever in there was evidence that it is all about money and all about football money, it is this move. Yeah. Because the Texas State Legislature like talked about like whether or not they're going to like sue texas because they're yeah it's like the amount of money and jobs that will be leaving the state because of this is like a lot yeah um but they did lose to arkansas this weekend and i thought that was really funny well i uh, probably the funniest tweet as i was somehow texas managed to embarrass two different conferences. two different conferences <laughs> <laughs> they are so embarrassing uh, also, it's like, it's just like, uh, you know, they were the demise of the Southwestern Conference. Yeah. And then, you know, they've already kind of screwed the Big 12 over multiple times. Well, if I was a Texas fan, I'd be so depressed. They're going to finish sixth or seventh in whatever division they're in for years. Yeah. Or they could, worse, honestly. They, they could go four and eight for like 10 years. Yeah. In football. 
And they are so insane. They're all delusional. They think they're going to, like, do great. Yeah. Or whatever. Even Oklahoma, they're not going to get that fourth spot in the college playoffs anymore. No. They're going to have three or four losses. Yeah. I would be frustrated if I were Lincoln Riley. I will say I'm pretty excited about um, I'm pretty excited about the teams we invited. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Big Twelve will be very competitive now. Yeah. BYU, was it BYU, Cincinnati, Memphis, UCF. and UCF? No, not Memphis, Houston. Oh, Houston. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm excited yeah. about Houston. Yeah. Um, um, still a Texas heavy conference. Yeah, Four but teams not. In Texas. But then we added three teams not yeah. in Texas. So. No, I, I think Texas heavy is good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and at least now, West Virginia has Cincinnati and UCF to go to. They're not traveling to the Midwest every, you know, bat midnight on Tuesday and Thursday. It's just going to, you <laughs> yeah. know, Manhattan, Kansas, and then over to yeah. Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> That's true. It's just a lot for a college athlete who's yeah. just there to have some fun. That's true. It makes me actually, like, I sort of feel, at the time, I felt like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? But, you know, there's been enough time moved through that I feel kind of like, you know what? Good riddance. Like, I just feel like they're always causing a problem, and I just don't, not Oklahoma, but Texas. I don't feel much better about Oklahoma. Yeah, but. I was surprised Texas is still the highest grossing athletic program in the country. It's like the Cowboys. Yeah. Like the Cowboys. Yeah, it's true. You know, like. But they do have other schools to compete with. Whereas we were talking earlier and I said, I was surprised to find that the Cowboys are the like grossingest, largest, biggest fiscal athletic team in the world. That's true. Above soccer teams. But my point was the Oilers moved out before the Texans moved in and you had a state, second largest population where yeah. there's one team where California is divided up by four. But college. Yeah. But I do think. I mean, UT's been around a long time. You, the UT A&M, like, I mean, I, I think that will, I think people will be glad to have that rivalry back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been, because it's been around a long time, but it's like, UT always had more fans than A&M. Um, and I don't know. I do think it just is kind of like a symbol that people cling on to it's nothing like um arkansas like i will say living in arkansas was a crazy experience because every single person in the state is an arkansas fan you know yeah and i didn't have any sense of anything like that even being from texas you know um no that's that southeastern conference Alabama stuff. state, like Louisiana, yeah. Mississippi. Yeah, that's and Some of those true. states have two schools, but still, it's like, yeah, so you're one of the other, and you're all in on those. I think Louisiana is like, LSU is really like, it's a, really the only thing. But Alabama has like Alabama and Auburn and... Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Ole Miss and Mississippi Florida, State. Florida, Florida State. Right. Miami, Georgia, yeah. Georgia all Tech. All that stuff. And UCF, someone told me recently, is the largest college in the nation at this point. Is it that big? I know they were top five. Yeah, that's what someone told me the other day. Well, they're going... Here's what I would do. I'm sure I don't understand enough about this to not know why it's a harebrained idea. Right. But, like, um, you know, obviously, the Texas and Oklahoma moving to SC is detrimental for everyone. I it's think, a It's I a threat to too. everyone. Absolutely. So, if I were the commissioners, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure about the NCAA, I would, I would have a meeting 
Mm-hmm. I would form one power super conference. I would invite every mid-major, anybody who plays anybody. Uh-huh. Like, you're all invited, okay? Right. There's going to be revenue sharing that's really bad. Okay. And I would finish my contracts with those SEC teams. And then after that, I would make one rule. Nobody can schedule an SEC team. And they would it would cannibalize the conference in like five years. Yeah. You would lose recruiting. They could only play each other. They would uh-huh. become irrelevant. Teams uh-huh. would start to drift out of it. And you, yeah. would, you could gut the conference. That's mm-hmm. what I would do. Yeah. That would be interesting. But I'm sure there's a reason that won't happen. Right, yeah. I mean, because the SEC is the largest revenue-generating conference by a mile right now. Yeah. But um, that's true. they could fight back. And it is, like, I mean, football-wise, they have been so dominant for so long. Yeah. My least favorite thing is that they try to pretend they're the best at, like, everything. And I, I just don't, like, just own what you are. Like, you're really good at football. You don't have to be the best conference at, like, all things or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's the sports roundup for me. <gasps> sports, sports, sports. Hey, let's, um, in the spirit of this, let's pause now and okay. give the quiz. Okay, great idea. We have a quiz. Um, okay. Kathleen just texted me. Some, I didn't read it, really. But it's in all caps, so she's mad about something. Okay. I don't know what it says. I don't know that I should read it on the air. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be good. Um, okay. Okay, Josh, we have a quiz. Okay. The quiz is um, whether, how many okay. of the National Basketball Association championships you know okay. for as far back as you know them. Okay, you ready? <laughs> Where, are we starting at the back? Or We're starting at 2021. We're starting in 2021. That All makes right, good sense. Yes. Bucks. The Bucks. That's Lakers. true. Lakers. That's true. Raptors. Yes. Warriors. Ah. Warriors. Yeah. Cavs. Wow. Gosh. Warriors. Yeah. Yep. That takes me to. Um, 14, 2014. Yes. Yeah. Spurs. Yep. Heat. Yep. Heat. Mavericks. Yeah. Lakers. Yeah. Lakers. Yeah. Um, am I at seven now or eight? No, Celtics. Oh, eight. Yes. Then seven was Spurs. Yeah. Six was Heat. Yep. Five was Spurs. Four was Pistons. Three was Spurs. We should be clear that that o, that o six championship should have gone to the Dallas Mavericks, but okay. it's okay. Right. Uh, oh, okay. So o five you said was Spurs, Spurs? Heat, or Pistons, Spurs. Pistons. Spurs. O two through o o is Lakers. 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 Embarrassing. Upsetting. Yep. Okay. Then after the Jordan era, the Spurs won their first championship in or ninety nine. Yep. Then three years of Bulls. Yep. Two years of Rockets. Yeah. Three years of Bulls. Yep. Two years of Pistons. Yeah. Two years of Lakers. Yeah. A year of Celtics. Uh huh. A year of Lakers. Mm-hmm. A year of Celtics. Mm-hmm. A year of Lakers. Seventy Sixers. Yep. Okay. That's eighty three. Eighty three. Then it was Lakers. Yep. Celtics. Yep. Lakers. Uh huh. Then before that it was Supersonics. Yeah. It was Bullets. Yeah. Trailblazers. I don't even remember that team. So I'm through what nine uh a seventy seven now. Seventy seven. Yeah. So seventy six. Uh huh. That was Celtics. You're right, yeah. 75 was Warriors. Yep. 74 was Celtics. Yep. 73 was Knicks. Yep. 72 was Lakers. Uh-huh. 71 was Bucks. Yeah. 70 was Knicks. Yeah. Okay, now we go Celtics, Celtics. Uh-huh. Then we go 76ers. Yep. Then it's Celtics all the way through like eight years through 59. Oh, my God. What? Or yeah. 69. I mean, that's... No, we were already in 66. It was 59 then. So it's Celtics from 66 to 59. Okay, then the Hawks. so many. Bill Russell era. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, then it was Hawks. Uh-huh. Then before Hawks, it was Warriors? Mm-mm. No, it was Celtics again. Yeah. Be- okay, before that, though, it was Warriors. The Philadelphia Warriors. Yep, and then before that, it was a team called the Nationals. Yep. Then before that, it was Lakers for four years. The Minneapolis Lakers, right? but yes. And then before that, it was the um, the Royals. The Rochester and then, Royals. And then before that, it was Lakers again. Yeah. And that's far back as I know. Was that 53? That's 50. 50. 1950. And there's only three more recorded. Oh, okay. So 49 was the Minneapolis Lakers. Okay. 48 was the Baltimore Bullets. Okay. And 47 was the Philadelphia Warriors. Okay. Who played the Chicago Stags. Wow, the world changed. The world does change. So there it is, folks. Those are all your NBA champion winners all the way back to the 50s. I always feel, yeah, way to go for the record. Thank Good you. job. I memorized a lot of things when I had those kids by myself every day for two weeks. Okay. You know, I did all the Good. Academy Award pictures all the way through the 30s. Yeah. I have NBA champions. I have all five positions of first team in the NBA since like the late 80s memorized now too. What? That's crazy. Well, it's what you, when you're bored, it's amazing what you can do. That's true. So thanks for indulging me. And listeners, thanks for indulging me. Of course. We hope you heard your favorite team mentioned at least once. It was very fun. I have a real soft spot in my heart for the Seattle Supersonics. Well, it was a good franchise while it lasted. It was. The franchise Kevin Durant was, um, what's it called? When you get drafted. Drafted. He got drafted. Yeah, I had forgotten he played there before they moved. Yeah. I didn't know it was that recent. And also it's in a Adam Sandler song, and I think it's funny. Okay, let's uh, transition from sports to entertainment. Okay. Um, guess what I watched this summer? Like what movie or show? Uh, both. I watched the Bob Ross documentary. Did you see this? I didn't, but I heard about it. I wanted cancel culture to happen. Why? Because if you watch it, you'll get real mad at a couple who has basically stolen his identity for profiteering. What? Yeah. Yo, so you wanted cancel culture yeah. to happen. Oh, I have another question. Why did they do that? Because um, they're greedy. That's me. Like, they promoted him. They got him on the map. Okay. And then he blew up in PBS. But as he was dying, they basically connived and lobbied to get access to his property. But who knows, right? The documentaries tell a story. Maybe there's another perspective we don't There's know a LuLaRoe documentary out right now that I want to watch. Oh, okay, I yeah. Had. I think we've bought some of those clothes before. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, here's another thing. I, did you see that um, since the reunion... Jen Aniston has been going steady with Dave Schwimmer. <gasps> I did not know that. I was like, I saw it somewhere and I checked it and it seemed to be true. I was surprised that wasn't bigger news. Did you? Yeah, because on the reunion, right, they both admitted. They had crushes on each other. That, yeah, like while they were being Ross and Rachel. And so now. That is insane. They act on it, I guess. That's insane because Jennifer Aniston is so beautiful and Dave Schwimmer is so normal looking. There's that. Here's what I know, though. I'm also very beautiful, and I would date a lot of normal-looking people. There you go. So here we are. <laughs> no, I just think Jennifer Aniston is like, she's one of those people who like is, you know, she's like shocking. She's yeah. like, when you see her, you're like, a human can look like that. That's mm. crazy. She was a, a definitely like a 1990s heartthrob sweetheart. Absolutely, yeah. And that haircut, you know? Yeah. What can you do? Uh, speaking of couples, I didn't know that Devin Booker dates... Kendall Jenner. Oh, uh, yeah. Huh, Is that like that. the most recent? 
I don't know. I just saw it on a, a Kendall thing. and Chloe both often are dating NBA players. NBA athletes. Mm. Kim was famously married to Chris Humphreys for for seventy two days. Yeah. Yeah. Sacred marriage. So do you know what else I watched this summer? What? Pray away. Oh, me too. Um It was very sad. But I also felt like there was a lot of info in it that I already had. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was very revelatory. No, but I wonder also if it's like because of our experience and the decision that UBC made that we were sort of familiar with some of those things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, could be. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. No, absolutely not. I just, I thought, yeah, that's kind of what I thought that was. Also, that Justin Lee lecture at Baylor was very informative for me. Yeah, I think he talked that about was a couple years ago, right? Major players and conversion ministries eventually walked away and said, "No, it's not real." That was very interesting to me because I had that was my first time, like, sort of hearing that. That was yeah, that was the first time I had that data, which was fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was also interesting because they're talking about like the people who are taking up this ministry again in different forms. Yeah, who are just sort of like it's not nationalized anymore. Yeah, but they just are kind of like. It, it felt to me like I, I once had a conversation with a friend that um, as sort of as we were discerning who uh, after one of uh, our meetings, um, I think where we talked about scripture, I think exegesis or something like that. And um, Brian Gamble had said like a bunch of these texts that people use to condemn homosexuality are not about condemning homosexuality. Like. It's just not the point of the text or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as we were leaving, the person said, like, it's just like I still kind of want to think of those texts as condemning homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, uh, I think it's hard to let things go that you've if you've thought of a certain way for a long time. Yeah. But it is like at some time you have to like at some point you have to come face to face with like hmm. if that's not what this meant. Yeah. Then do you know what I mean? And I think it's like. There are probably people out there who are like, I still think this is good, even though I have facts that say that it's not, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I think. Um, I was thinking, though, about the cyclical nature of people doing the same thing, kind of repackaging it. Yeah. And I just wonder if it's like, it kind of bleeds into the the theory of formation we talk about, where I think you just have to move through certain stages of formation with regards to this stuff yeah not everybody but like some people just have to go through a season of fighting it and saying this is not really real and yeah i just think for as common as that has been that people have tried that and then they come out and say no yeah why would we still be trying it and what what's thrusting people to keep doing that like why would people still be doing it yeah i think that's probably true i think there is um i don't exactly know what it is but it seems like I mean, this is also proven true in my experience with like sort of a lot of the COVID stuff that's going on right now. Like you can't just tell people facts and their minds will change. You know what I mean? Like there does seem to be some other element of it. And I've seen a lot of, you know, some of it's trust, some of it's relational capacity, some of it, it's all sorts of things. But you can't just like spout facts at people and expect them to be like, okay, I believe you. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could expect that, but it's it's not the reality of what happens, you know? You know what's weird to me, too? I was reminded of watching that. What? Um, that Prop 8 uh-huh. uh, passed in California in 2008. 
That uh-huh. was t- 12, 13-ish years ago. Yep. It's not that long ago. No. And that was California. Yeah. That kind of stunned me when I thought about it. You know, I always found that um, when I worked at Baylor, there's a large presence of people from California, like especially conservative evangelical Christians. And I always found that the people who came from California were more fervently conservative than like the people who the students who had grown up in Texas as conservative evangelical Christians. And I think it's probably a culture thing, right? It's like more, there's not as much to fight against in Texas, but in California, it's like you have to be more vocal. You have to be more active. You have to, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, just an observation, but. Okay. The other thing I want to talk to you about. Yeah. The other thing I watched recently was, um, the five-part 9-11 series on Netflix, which was oh, fascinating. Oh, my gosh. I haven't watched that. Um, and one of the things they talked about was Stellar Wind and more specific, well, the Patriot Act and more specifically Stellar Wind, which is this far-reaching wiretapping listening. Oh. And I think still, all these years later, I just don't get what the upcry. Like, I, that's like the last thing I'm going to waste my energy on is being mad about the Patriot Act. I just have nothing to hide. Uh, yeah, that's not the point, though. I could see, like, it being a problem if I was running for a government office and my opponent used that technology to dig up dirt on me to keep me from winning. Like, that kind of a thing. Well, that could happen. I know, but I'm just saying it's like, day to day, I just don't care. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you can compare it in a lot of ways to a few different things that are happening right now, like... You've got some people who are really upset about the idea of like, um, like COVID pass or like vaccine passport type things. Yeah. And they're like, I don't want the government to be able to track me. And it's like, well, that's what they use your social security number for. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I think you can kind of say like they're already doing that or whatever. But I do think, um, for some people, I, f- I think I feel pretty similarly to you. But also, I think for some people, it's like, you know, the thing you have to think about is like the what ifs. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and how could this be used in the future? Did you, you know? know that President Obama more aggressively expanded that power too? Um, I don't know if I knew that, but it is- isn't surprising to me. I mean, Obama, you know, I think at the time it was, and he ex- it was such a different of time of, of drones. Yeah. yeah. Which... Oh, absolutely. And also he like expanded, um, or I mean, his immigration policy is horrible. Like, yeah. So I think, you know, I just don't think anybody's very critical of their home team in politics. What do you mean? Like other politicians? No, like, well, that too, but even just, like, the general population. But, well, sure. I mean, I guess if you were going to classify me, though, I am, I mean, Barack Obama's on my team, and I did just criticize him. No, I know, but I just, um, yeah. I I, just think, like, the big thing I heard about George W. Bush was the erroneous nature of the war in Iraq, which is true. Right. But also just a warmonger. And every way you slice it, like Obama's foreign policy, granted he inherited the sec- set of st- circumstances he got, right. was just as 
abhorrent and expanded. Um, War power. Yeah, I. but I do think it's like some of it is. And my point is, I didn't hear those people who criticize Bush. Well, I think some of it is how people, how things get sold. Do you know what I mean? How things get packaged. Yeah. And you didn't, I didn't, I mean, I, I, these are things I've learned like post the Obama administration. Yeah. And it's like, so now I am critical of those things, but like, I don't know, Fox News was too busy talking about his tan suits. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. So I didn't, you know, I didn't quite know all of those things, but I think that's true. One of my favorite things to do is, though, when baby boomers, like, come at you for being a Democrat, they'll be like, well, moral, you want to talk about moral authority, like, what about Bill Clinton? And I'm like, I was, like, eight, so I didn't vote for that guy. <laughs> um, okay, I have one other random thing. Okay, but also talking about TV, I am excited about that Monica Lewinsky series that's coming out with Bailey oh. Feldstein. I didn't know that was happening. Yeah. Well, I'll have to get her on the program, too. Absolutely. Um, that'll be good. I love her TED Talk. Beanie Feldstein? No. Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. Oh, I've never listened to Monica It's Lewinsky. so good. Okay. It's actually a good, and I know I was bringing it up, but not in a defeating way, but it's a good conversation partner in cancel culture. Okay. Because she was, you know, canceled. Yeah, absolutely. And um, now that we... And, like, in a sort of, sort of, like, comprehensive way. Yeah. And now, like, with Me Too and everything, it's like, hmm, that did some real damage, and people are wrong for it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my last thing, this is very random. You're going to laugh. Okay. Okay, I traveled this summer. Yeah, you did. And um, I think when you travel, you know, as far as we did. Like yeah, you went. Five to 10,000 miles. Yeah. You, you begin to appreciate travel amenities and things like restrooms. Okay. And those opportunities. Yeah. Coming south here in 35. Yeah. Between Waco and Hillsboro. Is the Hill County restroom? Yeah. It's one of the best I've, I've ever been in. Really? It's so great, architecturally and otherwise. Um, I went there recently. Yeah, I'd never been, and so I, st- I picked up my mom for the airport in early August. And one of the kids, I had four kids, and they had to go to the bathroom, so we stopped. And it was just a delightful rest stop. Uh, my experience was not delightful, but that was because of me, Josh. Yeah. Not because of the rest stop. It was lovely. Yeah, what a great rest stop. So if you're ever, ever heading south, and usually I would never stop because, like, you're that close to Waco at that point. Right. You just go to Waco. Yeah. But we stopped, and boy, were we rewarded with yeah. a great facility. That, you know what? You know what? what? They're our episode sponsor. Yes, they're our episode sponsor. The, the Hill County this was rest a, stop yeah. on Highway 35 at about exit 360 <laughs> is our sponsor today. Thank we, you. we tried to integrate it naturally, but we got too excited. <laughs> if you ever need to stop and relieve yourself or get a break, stretch your legs, play on an amazing playground. Yeah. You know what is sort of interesting is those were built before Magnolia blew up, but it looks like they're a nod to the silos because oh, they have those yeah. little silos there that are actually restrooms. Yeah. I, that's That was crazy. Yeah. I did not expect that. But there's a lot of also, like, picnic tables and, like, green space. It is a great rest stop, I'm telling you. It's great, yeah. That's completely true. Also, that does strike me as the type of thing that it's, like, you definitely know you're getting older when you're, like, <laughs> talking about... <laughs> the Hill County rest stop. The rest, <laughs> rest stops. Okay. Do you have anything else for us? Um, I'm trying to think of good things I watched this summer. I watched um, Outer Banks... I've never seen that. Well, it's not your type of show. Okay. It is, a, but it is about um, 
a group of kids kind of growing up in is it teeny bobberish like yeah. 90210 yeah Dawson's creek the outer banks of like north carolina um, and it's very crazy. It's like a murder mystery type thing. Ooh, we just started watching clickbait last night. Okay, what is that? Can you tell me? It's a murder mystery thing. Okay. Yeah, so there's like a lot of murders and a lot of crazy things and people you think are dead, but then they come back. Ooh, cool. Yeah. little Easter resurrection. There. Yes, absolutely. And um, I always love it when people are fake dead for a couple days. Yeah. Very realistic. <laughs> I do love it when people are fake dead for a couple of days. Well, in storytelling. In shows, not in like... How, how dramatic and traumatic would that be? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what... Right. At one point, one of their dads is like dead for a couple of a couple of days. And she's like very, very upset when he like pops back in. She's like, no, this is not, I think, what you thought it would be. Um, so... Yeah, that was really good. Uh, we, me and Kathleen finished watching all the Marvel movies. Oh, I'll Which is your favorite, Ragnarok? Uh, I mean, Ragnarok is really good. Infinity Wars is good. Yeah, I, I think Infinity War is really good, too. Mm, I don't know. We also went to see the... Um, you know what I've really been watching the, uh, or liking is the shows. Like, yeah, I, really I liked, did watch Loki this summer. Yeah, and I really liked Loki. Loki was good. Um, but we also went to see the, what is it, the Scarlett Johansson. Oh, I haven't seen Black Widow or Ten Rings. I haven't seen Ten Rings, but it's getting like amazing press. I really want to see yeah, it. I need a disco. And I've been looking for excuse. Could go to the theater anyways. Get um, some COVID and some popcorn. Get some COVID and some popcorn. I think I'm going to rent a movie theater for the fifth and sixth graders next year. I love that. Like in October, so we can all go watch a movie together. That is such a great idea. I know, and it's 150 bucks. Like, it's just not that much. If you get 10 much. kids there, that's a great deal. Exactly. So, I'm excited. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I really liked, just for the record, I really liked Black Widow. I think you'll like it as well. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking maybe waiting for that stuff to come out, but maybe I just need to bite the bullet and go. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it might be You know what we don't Disney have anymore? Plus you know, did not survive the pandemic? What? It's our dollar theater. Bummed. It closed officially? I think so, yeah. That is a bummer. The Dollar Theater was so good. Oh, great. is there going to be a new theater by Topgolf, though? Is that what I'm seeing? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, is I'm that... worried it'll jack prices up, but... I'm wondering if Hollywood's going to close, then. The the one out in Woodway? Yeah. Maybe. Hollywood Jewel. But I think those Woodway people like having... Their own theater. A thing to themselves, yeah. Well, they can have that. You know, like they've got a George's, they've got a, they like having their own version of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Jersey Mike's. They used to have a. McAllister's. Fuego, too. Did they? Yeah, but then it turned into like Brown House Cafe or something okay. like that. Well, they need more of those. <laughs> that place, I had the most surprising like culinary experience of my life in that me and Kathleen exper- uh, ordered cheese sticks. And they are legitimately like two inches around. Yeah. They're like gigantic. Anyways, yeah. So those are the things I liked watching. I'm finishing The Handmaid's Tale. I think this season is very, very, very dark. Uh, we didn't. We kind of gave up on that. I know. I. And that's probably just more evidence that we won't watch it if you thought it's pretty dark. And yeah. Is it good or is it just dark? I don't know. Is Alfred still in America or Gilead? Do you want me to tell you? She was on the border of Canada the last I saw. So. Yeah. But she, she made it, She made it to Canada. But her little girl's still in. Yes. She did not want to leave. Moira was there, her friend. Yeah. Um, on a, like, humanitarian aid mission. Mm-hmm. And so she just, like, she smuggled her onto a boat. 
And that's and like she didn't want to leave because of her daughter. So um, daughter's still in a daughter's still in America. Yeah, uh, it's just so depressing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm watching it though. So but one thing of, about that show uh-huh. is I at some point discerned that not all of America was taken over by Gilead. It's like a Northeast thing, isn't it? Seems that way, yeah. Because there's that one scene in Fenway Park in Boston. Northeast Midwest thing, I think. Yeah. Okay. Because it seems like they are. Sort I would just go to Montana then. They're like mostly in control of Chicago. Yeah. Okay. And I think Texas is like its own. It's kind of like a republic situation. Yeah, they probably helped Gilead secede just so they could secede <laughs> from Gilead and America. Well, I, it seems like at the end of the day, what happened was like one of those. I mean, like it just a takeover. Like I don't think it was like a secession or whatever. Yeah. So, but then yeah, it's like out of. The further you go from the Northeast, it seems like that's what they call like the colonies, and okay. they have less and less control. Kind of like Hunger Games. In the books, yeah. In the books, um, though, you know, she does talk about like, like they'll talk about like religious groups that mm-hmm. are helping people escape, and oh. they they say Baptists at one point. That always makes me feel proud. Yeah, but it's not like and Margaret evangelical. Atwood's one book about it's like season one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. All right, Taylor, we're at an hour. Oh, my gosh. Just should chatting. We, should we just wrap it up? Thanks, everybody. Welcome back for a season two of It Was Either This Or. Get ready for some exciting guests this year, like Monica Lewinsky. And <laughs> who else do we say? Lino Miranda. Car- Carrie Strug. Carrie Strug. It's going to be a dynamite season. Beanie Feldstein. Ben we're, Platt, probably, because they're friends. Yeah, we're so excited that you've tuned in with us. And... Uh,